Ladies, gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome back to the Hit Start to Play podcast. It's your boy, the big Dogecoin investor, Big Man Jack, and I've got this uh, human being with me as usual. Good morning, afternoon, evening, wherever you happen to be. I hope you're all keeping safe in the current circumstances. Almost out. You're going to have to change your intro when COVID's over. Yeah, I know. Yeah, people are going to listen to it and be like, yo, what the hell's this guy going on about? But for now, it works. Well, I don't think there's anything really announcement wise. No, I mean, the one thing happening. we can talk about is the fact that this week has been weird because we are currently recording this on Friday. Yeah, it's Friday today. Uh, normally recorded on Monday, but. Some things happened to me. It's just, it's just been life. It's been in the way this week. Some very interesting stuff happened to me Sunday night. And uh, I think if I had recorded the podcast on Monday, I'd have been like, yeah, hi, guys. I don't want to be here. What's the point? But we're not. We're here. We're ready. So uh, My head sit down quick now. Well, I'm going to cry. <laughs> hey. Jesus. Well, right. you know, what can I say? Let's get cracking. There's a, there's, there's a bunch of just random skewed news, so I'm just going to be rattling through, since a lot of it is just not worthy of really talking much about. But we'll just get to the important stuff. Genshin Impact, really popular game on PS4, has a release date for PS5 of April 28th. It got announced uh, earlier this month that they would be doing like a, a new-gen version of the game. And it will arrive April 28th, as I said, with 4K sort of support, improved textures, significant upgrade <laughs> over the PS4 version, uh, which uh, the PS4 version is already actually 60 FPS compatible. Mm-hmm. But there are lots of visual changes. Didn't, what? Didn't they almost get cancelled on Twitter? I'm sure I, I'm sure I saw something. Oh. Uh, Genshin Impact. There was something going around on Twitter about it. Um, I, oh, I'm, not, I I'm not 100% sure what it actually was but I know for a very short time it was like hashtag Genshin Impact or something and people were like trying to cancel it so god knows what happened but... oh, not a clue if I'm honest <laughs> uh, it's kind of PS5 uh, PS4 players will be able to carry their progress over without without losing anything which is quite nice and apparently it makes use of the dual sense integration that PS5 has uh, but it doesn't specify how uh, what they think is the rumble effect will be like used for like powerful boss attacks and things like that, so you can dodge and things. Like so that. we don't obviously know what that means really yet, but it'll be it'd be nice when when that comes. So if you have Genshin Impact and you have a PS5, make sure to to get the updated version. And an anime. Yeah, if you like, if you like anime, go for it. Send but, it, mate. Moving on, Cyberpunk 2077 broke CD Projekt's records from The Witcher 3 by a lot as well. Do you know what? One thing I don't understand about this, right? So how does that happen when Cyberpunk is just... (laughs) I mean, I I don't even think it functions properly now, and it's like however many months ago now. That's surprising. So it's purely like this is the advocate for not don't pre-order games. There's yeah. literally this. This is the this is just the advocate for it. Keanu Reeves, at, please. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> bringing in cash. <laughs> but it, this is uh, the the sort of figures. The company says in 2020 uh, that it brought in 2.13 billion. Um, I can't remember the 
the dollars currency in Poland and oh. a Polish company, but uh, it's, it equates to about five hundred sixty-four million dollars, which is a profit of about three hundred four million. And then the hackers Whereas, stole three quarters of that. I'm joking. Yeah, hackers <laughs> doing whatever they're doing, but the weather. In in contrary to this, with the Witcher Freeze release, they made seven hundred ninety-eight million uh, Polish currency or two hundred ten million, only resulting in an eighty-nine million profit in dollars. Which I say only is still a lot, but <laughs> I was about to say to, only compared to obviously what Cyberpunk's brought in. Yeah, it's a lot. The currency in Poland is the zloty. I'm probably absolutely yeah, yeah. That. I should have known. I've been to been to Poland, but, but I couldn't remember for the life of me. I'm not Polish, but, so I'm probably pronouncing that horrifically. Yeah, yeah wrong. no, you are. You are right. Is 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 right? But yes. um, yeah, I think this is this doesn't just mean cyberpunk's banging this. I think it's just uh, CD Projekt Red is a lot bigger than it was back then. To be honest. And it has mm. a lot more revenue sources than it did in like what 2015. Uh, and obviously, what you said previously about the fact that it was overhyped and uh, oh, it's one of know. the most hyped games ever made. I think <laughs> it well, probably made half of that before the game say. even came out. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, it's not. Yeah, it's, it's probably not not actually far off. No, but it's yeah, so they're making terrifying. a lot of cash off of broken games. And it was new. Well, yeah, who would have guessed? No. There's been a lot of rumours recently that Square Enix have replied to about a lot of takeovers potentially happening, and it's several unnamed companies uh, who apparently have made acquisition offers to Square Enix. Microsoft. I bet you, yeah. I bet you <laughs> one of them is probably Microsoft. But the statement reads, Bloomberg today has reported that there is interest from several buyers to acquire Square Enix. However, this report is not based on any announcement by Square Enix. We do not consider selling off the company or any part of its business, nor have we received any offer from any third party to acquire the company or any part of its business. So uh, that's saying we uh, can't really confirm anything at the minute. That's pretty much what they said. It just means it's going to be Microsoft, let's be honest. <laughs> what it's basically saying, yeah, is, is like there is interest, but nothing has been officially announced yet, so we can't say anything. Mm. But there's a lot of reports coming saying that Square Enix acquisition is in the works, but there's no no companies that have been named. I'd like to know what ballpark figure that's going for. Be interesting too. Yeah, nothing, nothing's yeah, oh yeah, nothing, nothing's actually actually live yet. But don't, don't obviously don't take this as a guarantee that, that Square Enix are gonna get bought. It might not, but it's like it could just be a partnership or a merge. Every yeah. every publisher's getting into that now. It's because it makes so, sense uh, from a business aspect, like yeah, oh yeah, mergers are, are becoming ever since obviously Microsoft and Bethesda, it's becoming a lot more common that things like this are starting to happen, but yeah. Yeah. Entire massive publishers getting bought just doesn't really happen. So I don't, I don't think they'll get bought. I just want but, the safety net of a bigger company just in case because you never know what's going on these days. Yeah. So God knows. But next we have Resident Evil Village. The game has been a bunch of stuff on recently. The console resolutions and specs have been uh, like revealed, I guess. So Capcom has unveiled the resolutions and frame rate for Resident Evil 8 on all platforms. So bear in mind, there's, there's multiple different platforms this is on. Mm. So this is this is pretty good. 
So it's you. You guys can watch this for yourself as well. They've but it's, it's very. It's like a massive video, and, and they broke down everything. It's it's not something you you probably want to watch the whole thing. It's a bit like long, but um, on the Resident Evil website that is. By the way, I forgot to mention that. But so on every console, it is 4K supported with 60 FPS. Surprisingly, on PS5, if you have ray tracing turned on, it's 45 frames a second. Why? Strange. I don't know. <laughs> but on PS4, it is 30 frames a second, or you can have it at 45 if you don't want high resolution, but I'd rather have the high resolution, to be honest. Yeah, instead of me seeing like gonna... an extra 15 frames a second. like Yeah. Wow! It's exactly, it's exactly the same on Xbox, and obviously on, on PC, it's going to be whatever you want pretty much there's no real cap as long as you can run it go for it but uh yeah so this is pretty cool 4k resident you want to see all this terror in 4k i think it's a a game that suits it horror games are definitely suited to 4k and high fps because you want to be scared yeah but yeah moving on hitman developer is currently working on a new massive as they described it multiplayer game like a triple a one uh through job listings this this came out through and it's uh basically the new role is wanting someone to head our triple a multiplayer project and it also mentions that the executive producer will be responsible for delivering a game on all platforms so obviously it's going to be pc and consoles which means it should be in theory crossplay right if it's multiplayer, potentially, yeah, I don't hmm. see why not. Most games are doing that nowadays, aren't they, really? Yeah, yeah. you do get a lot of that cross-play action, which is quite nice. Yeah, but we don't we don't know what this is. Um, obviously, the I.O. are working on Project 007, the James Bond game. And uh, we, he was actually asked that. Uh, somebody asked him, is there any more information on the James Bond game? And he said he, he couldn't reveal anything. So we don't know we don't know anything yet, but there's if you want to check out IO's IO's website, there is stuff on this, but not a lot. So we'll keep you up to date as more things come through, I suppose. Yes. Battlefield six, really quick one. This this doesn't really mean anything at the minute, um, as this is starting to become expected. Battlefield six will not be coming to PS4 or Xbox One. I think we have to come to expect this. Yeah. Throughout throughout now. I think the, the games are going to get phased out i think also like especially the 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 extra details they're trying to put into games i think it's now like all these new games and stuff is becoming a matter of the fact that ps4 and xbox one for example are unable to run what they're actually putting out so i wouldn't be surprised yeah oh yeah i mean look at some of the new new games on ps like last of us part two and games like that on ps4 didn't get a console just couldn't handle it that's what I mean. So, so yeah. I think this is going to be something that we're. I would expect to see more often and more of because, you know, as techno te- as technology gets better, these games are going to get better. So you know, yeah, absolutely. Old consoles are going to be sort of left. Yeah. So don't don't be surprised if this is becomes a more common theme going forward. Next, we're going to some Warzone stuff. We haven't really deviled in this too much. I don't think we've ever actually mentioned I don't, Warzone. I don't think we have, no. We have, obviously, in episodes, but not in news. There's a, Do you remember when the, the burst pistols in Warzone, I think the Renettis are really You know good. what? I saw this this morning. The, the, the fact so, that this pistol is making people quit the game. Yeah, apparently. so there's a Reddit clip 
that has blown up from 21 hours ago. Of There's new pistols called the Psycow or the Sickow um, or the Sickov. I don't know. I think that's how it's supposed to be pronounced. Sick of this goddamn gun. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and it's basically, it's it's a pistol and it is absolutely insanely overpowered. So little thing from Reddit here. In short, the Sickov pistol is overpowered for two reasons. It could be dual wielded, which in this gun doubles the firepower. Right. And secondly, the Sickov pistol boasts a staggering 80 round magazine. Excuse me. What is this? What is this? Like a one handed P90 LMG. (laughs) (laughs) You guys from Duke Nukem, you can just hold two LMG. In close quarters, someone uh, did the stats. In close quarters, it quite literally might be right now the strongest close quarter weapon in the game. It's unbelievable. And the clip on Reddit that blew up is basically a geezer with dual wield on these, literally just wipes out an entire squad in a house by himself with them. Like, li- instantly, they're all just dead. You think they'd learn after the Renetis, but apparently not. But it's, yeah, it, it's absolutely ridiculous. So, snake, um, basically, snake shot. Was a was an item on it. We, um, do you remember, wait, no, I'm being dumb. So, quick look at the uh, history of sort of akimbo pistols. Do you remember the snake shot magnums? Yes, they were vile, absolutely so, vile. They obviously got nerfed pretty quickly because you one shot the Renettis got um bur- busted. They were busted <laughs> and got nerfed. I mean to say <laughs> they got they, they got busted. <laughs> They, they were just absolutely ridiculous. And then apparently there, there was a pistol, this is after I stopped playing, called the Diam- Diamatis or something like that. They were burst as well, but they got nerfed. So now they've released the Sikov, which uh, 80 round mag on each gun, fully automatic, and a time to kill lower than 300 milliseconds. <laughs> <laughs> right, sure. Let's make it so you don't even need to use a main hand weapon, but just run around with pistols. That's great. Yeah, so uh, if you if you want easy easy wins and a DLC kills, only, I'm joking. <laughs> yeah, pay thirty quid and then you might but, actually be able to get battle pass. And, uh, but right. yeah, that, you use these guns because they look absolutely ridiculous. You use them before they get nerfed. Yeah, literally do. <laughs> uh, Moving on, there's a bit more Resident Evil stuff and a little a little sort of collab. Resident Evil is joining Dead by Daylight this June. So obviously Dead by Daylight, a game we've never really touched on. There's oh. Mark, you, you, one of you plays on a mon- as a sort of a monster, and they kind of have them from films. So there's like Pennywise is in the game. Like yeah. there's the Demogorgon from Stranger Things is in the game. Bunch of like horror horror characters are, are in the game. And then three or four of you players survivors who have to try and obviously get out without being killed basically and yeah. it's it's a pretty good game it's always really popular on like twitch and stuff it's i think it's a niche game i've never played it. Oh, i have once oh. actually i played it once and i was really bad at it it's a game you need to kind of learn i don't think i've ever played it yeah you need you need the time um to like learn yeah but Basically, uh, there's a teaser trailer for this and the crossover starts with the Umbrella Corp badge, which obviously the Resident Evil thing, mm-hmm. which is becoming an exclusive weapon charm, falling to the ground while a man obviously like screams in agony. The unknown screaming man is shown hanging from a device in the middle of the woods as something sort of is making strange sort of 
gurgling noises closing in on him. Lovely. And then it fades to black with the Dead by Daylight and Resident Evil logos on it. Now, we don't actually know what, what this is. It, there is no details on which character this actually is. But um, you could probably, like, oh, there, there's not a huge amount it could be. You could probably narrow uh, it down. Yeah, you could now. I'm not going to sit here and do it. <laughs> but y- you could. If you're so, that concerned. Yeah, yeah it's, but it sounds pretty cool. Uh, I think this is, is, this is a good thing for both, I think. Yeah. It's quite a nice thing to sort of have. But other than that, it is all just kind of Resident Evil Village stuff. Quickly, I'll quickly go over as there is actually something I'll be playing anyway. There is a demo for Resident Evil Village coming this weekend. So tomorrow, as of recording this, on mm. PS4 and PS5. So I I definitely recommend going for that because the first one was fantastic. looked really good. Mm. And uh, I think we'll, we'll see more. So there was a trailer that came off with this. There was obviously the Resident Evil showcase happened uh, yesterday, I think. And that's why... Yeah, there's all the news is Resident Evil based, so it's it's a it's a short trailer. I can link it in the description. Uh, it just shows you to start with is like a view of sort of the village that the game is based in. Um, very sort of picturesque, looking very nice to show off the graphics, I believe. And then um, a bunch of family crests on statues that that sort of depict a version of the umbrella logo showed right. up. I that wasn't that was something you had to kind of pick up. In, in, in the thing. Uh, radio transmission comes to... Uh, I forgot his name. Ethan something is the main character's name. The guy who played as in, in the seventh one. I believe it's Ethan. Ethan. Not a clue. Yeah, so blows of you who played it. Well, no, I'm sure it's Ethan. And there's a radio transmission offering aid to any survivors playing in the background. We don't know what, what that means yet. So there's there's werewolves are in the trailer. There's vampire. Obviously, there's Lady Demexcrew, or I, I still don't know how to pronounce it. Never will. Um, <laughs> to sort of sample some of Ethan's blood. It's it's a bit strange. Lovely. There's uh, a sea monster as well, like a krakeny looking thing. And uh, obviously, Chris Redfield is is in the game. The main character, him and Leon, being the two big big characters from Resident Evil. He's in the game. So yeah, there we go. Like, watch the trailer. It, it gave us some nice look. Uh, things that will be in the game looks very nice. But play the demo coming tomorrow, I believe, on PS4 and PS5, and it will come. It comes to other platforms, I think, in, in May. Mm-hmm. There But that 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 is about it, really. There's there's not a huge amount. Um, E3 is coming June twelfth, I believe. So I be, I'll absolutely be doing stuff on that. See, that's huge. That'll probably be its own episode, I'd imagine. Yeah, Just because probably. it's E3. So there is E3 happening. Eh, three. It Other better not that, be stinky, I swear. Oh, I think it'd be all right. Ubisoft, I believe, is the first one happening. Oh. I don't know the time. What, what's 12, uh, it's 12 p.m. Pacific in so, GMT? I'm we so are eight. ahead. Yeah, I think it's like 8 p.m. 7 p.m. So it starts 7 p.m. UK oh, time. Not too bad. Yeah, so it'll be okay. Yeah, I'll, I'll be watching it. But oh. other than that... We can no have a little movie party. Oh, baby. We can watch it together. 
yeah, that'd no, be all right. It's uh, yeah, it'll be fine. It spans over a few days because obviously there's like 85 different devs that do yeah. stuff, and obviously there's going to be things you're not going to be interested in, but so you can sort oh, of, oh, yeah, yeah, this, this is just that's the wonder of doing something like this. It's opinionated, isn't it? So, no, someone that's really stinky, then everything I say is factual. What do you mean? Disclaimer. Agree with us or go. Yeah. <laughs> like that. But yeah, that, that's about it for news, really. There's not a huge amount. It's all very Resident Evil based. Yeah, so nothing, yeah, that, no big that, bombshells. That is, as a... Nah, not really. They're, they're, they're not really. It's all very just game announcements. And and do, do you know what the most exciting thing about news this week has been? What? We only briefly mentioned Microsoft once. Yeah. That is there a, isn't a lot. That's a club record right there. Like there isn't a lot of Microsoft, to be honest. That's because that's because they've done enough to last a year. Yeah, they, they've taken they've taken sort of a backseat for the week. Next yeah. week it's just all going to go to chaos. We and find out they've ne- purchased Sony. Or but you know, what? I was just about to say that. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that that'll do for the news. I'll let you talk for a little bit. What if I don't want to talk? How about that? But yeah, I'll let you talk a little bit so I can oh, regather my throat. <laughs> you know, you're so kind. I, I really appreciate when you let me speak. So if I'm you did for you. If you if, if you didn't realise he doesn't like me speaking, um he he's really a control. No, I'm, I'm joking. Yeah, this is an abusive relationship. <laughs> yeah, it is. He's not very nice to me. But there you go. I I'm sure I can get over it anyway so you actually pitched this idea for this i was gonna say today's topic i suppose that's technically still correct Um, still true what we're going to be discussing is is uh making our own game pass slash ps now so what i mean by that is obviously uh, assume you're aware of what game pass is and I probably wouldn't be surprised if not many people know what PS Now is, because let's be honest, who uses PS Now? Yeah, they're very um, similar. They're yeah. pretty much the same service. Just it's Game Pass is except worse. Yeah, um, Game Pass is just a better equivalent to. Absolutely. Um, so really, all we're going to be sort of is what you know what we'd put in our own in our ideal sort of. Game Pass slash, I don't know, what's it called? PS Now Pass? Yeah, so if we could basically make like our own Game Pass with, yeah. pick 10 games each, yeah. roughly. Basically, if we could just make our own Game Pass, what games would we put and why? Yes, exactly. To start with, obviously, this is a completely theoretical universe that we're doing this in. We're not taking into consideration how old a game is and console limitations or yeah. like, it's just going to be a list of games from various generations and consoles into a game pass it's theoretical so don't yeah you know don't turn around and actually release (laughs) oh by the way these guys said that uh this is being released on game pass where is it microsoft i'm like (sighs) sued listen the last thing i need is to talk about microsoft does my you know makes my blood boil anyway so You've gone, I believe, more game specific. Am I right in saying that? I've, yeah, I actually spent quite a bit of time probably thinking about it. So, what this are you saying? I didn't. Probably. <laughs> but there's, <laughs> but wow. there's, there's like genuine reasoning behind all of these picks. 
Like, See, it I, makes sense. As I've gone but... very generic, I think, because when I was thinking about it, and when I was saying, like, because uh, one thing you guys will need to know about me, I'm not, I'm very, uh, like, improvise, improvisational. Is that, what, is that a word? I don't think so. But like, I like to go it. off the cuff. I like to, you know, and obviously certain topics when we need to sort of sit down and be like, yo, what we need this, we need this, we need this, then I do. But my, nine times out of ten, most of the stuff, I kind of go off how I feel on the day or like I come up with ideas in my head. I'm not, never been the kind of person that writes things down, even when I was back in school, just never have. So for me, I've gone very sort of, not even genre based, but mainly series specific. And then I'll probably think of like going into specific games that I would add um, in terms of, you know, because for example, one of the series games I've got um, is Sonic, um, like Sonic games in general. But if I was to be more specific, I'd probably go like the original Sonic game, you know, the first one. We think as yeah. Emerald Zone was the first level, that one. Yeah, yeah. No, Green Hill Zone. Green is it Green Hill Zone? Yeah. Yeah. It's been a very long time. Um, so my, more my reasoning for that is the problem the problem I you know, I feel like it'd be good to bring games like that that a lot of a lot of I mean a lot of people that are on Game Pass and stuff like that probably would never have played that game. Because I mean that game was brand new when I was like two, three, something like that. Like it's it's an yeah, old yeah, game. It came out before me. I was born, yeah. <laughs> it's you know what I mean. So if, for my reasoning for having something like that, like the first Sonic, would just be to sort of let you know, because obviously games are a lot different from now till when I was a kid and when you were a kid, you know, we were used to like really bad graphic platformers and things like that. Whereas yeah. now you've got these open world games, you could do whatever you want. Whereas I think Sonic is one of those, like the first one, is one of those games that's like, it's a classic. And I think people forget that they actually exist. And it'd be nice to see, you know, newer generations pick up on these kinds of games. So for me, I would definitely add Sonic 1. I think that'd be one of my first picks. Um, yeah. I don't know how you feel about that. I don't know. Yeah, no, it's fine because I've gone uh, Nintendo side. Okay. Sort of this sort of thing. So I've gone, I've split it into five different categories and there's two in each. Right. And there's reasoning behind every every pick. So I've gone like two from Nintendo. Uh, so is it Ocarina of Time is my first one? Why, I think, I, why did I just know that was coming? I, I think to <laughs> many it's the greatest game ever made. I think it's a shame that a lot of people nowadays won't have played this game and never will. So to give people the chance to play something that, that is almost perfect, I think you just, I just have to. Yeah. It's it's a game also you don't have to play uh, the previous Zelda games to know really what's going on because they're they're not like the most convoluted games. That's that. you know what? That actually is a good point of... Newer games, I find a lot, you know, especially story-driven games like the newer ones that are now yeah, on like well, third and fourth. Yeah, a lot. Of st- I've I've got some story-driven games coming up. You, know, that, you need uh, to have played. There were so many I could have put and didn't for that reason. Yeah, uh, 
But yeah, I've got Ocarina of Time and Super Mario Galaxy, as I think, again, you don't need to have played Sunshine or 64 or anything, but it's probably just Mario best. (laughs) Yeah, it's probably the best sort of standalone Mario 3D Collect Stars game out, I think, ever made, potentially. Like the the mechanics, and it it makes use of the, the Wii mechanics really well as well which is something that could be interesting to have in sort of a theoretical game pass, something that makes use of, of a console that isn't really around anymore. Imagine that, that like a, a games pass on the Wii. Yeah, that you could transcend like, consoles. That'd be phenomenal. Yeah, like some of the games. Like a cloud-based system that you, yeah, no, I'm getting ahead of myself. That's That's... Mental. But yeah, so I went for those two for sort of the the kids Nintendo-y sort of games. Yeah, I mean, while well, they're, they're basic. Yeah, I mean, I guess we're you know since we're on the lower scale, you know, we're on the older generation. I guess maybe we should stick with the older generations before we move on. Um, I've I've gone I, see, listen, I've gone very old here, right? So. Again, the same sort of reasoning is this is going to make me sound like a rap boomer right now, yo. But like, kids these days don't understand like what games were like when we were kids. Like so, something yeah. so simple was so good it'd keep you occupied for hours, right? So I've gone old school Sega and I've gone James Pond. I don't know if you ever played it. No, it, I know what it is. But it, no, yeah, it's like a platformer. Um, and you're a, f- a fish, yeah, yeah, you're a frog. But is it? But it's like, I'm sure, you're a frog. No? Uh, I could have sworn you're a fish. Maybe you are a frog. It's been a very, oh, very long time. I know. Yeah, you are a fish. Yeah, you got. And it's you know, in a little suit. Yeah, and yeah. <laughs> yeah. it's like obviously a play on James Bond, right? Yeah, yeah. You know, so games like that. That game was incredible. I'd add that and like things like Paperboy. I don't know. Again, I don't know if you ever played that. No. Simplest game ever. You're right. You're riding down the street on your bike. You got to avoid obstacles and you got to throw papers in people's uh thing in people's like yards or you can throw them through the window if you really choose to. Simple games. Those are the kinds of things that I would 100% have on a Game Pass because they're the kinds of games that you can play that on any console because, let's be honest, it's not exactly the most technologically yeah, advanced emulate, thing. Yeah, you know, Yeah, it, it, it's something so basic that I think so many people missed out on. And it kind of, you know, if you're interested in gaming history and interested in yeah, that's what it's point, evolved yeah. from, you know, you can see, you but like, yo, look at this. Like, how many hours of fun could you get for realistically riding a bike down a street and throwing a paper? Like, I'm saying that to you, and I guarantee you're thinking, that's not exactly the most interesting thing in the world. But that entertained me for hours. You know, so I feel like, you know, people would definitely enjoy, you know, just even if it's nostalgic reasons, just looking at it and be like, wow, like we're playing. I was playing this when I was a kid and now things like GTA and Cyberpunk are out that are like, you know, you can do God knows what. Yes. You know, it's like games like that. Now we've got Red Dead 2. You could just sit and watch your horse poop. Yeah. Like- yeah. Like you, you, that's all. So. I think I mean I think you can kind of guess my my game pass is very nostalgia heavy. Um yeah. But yeah, I mean that sort of for older games, I do I do obviously get a bit, 
you know more more now generation as we go on but figured yeah. why you were talking about ocarina of time i thought it was a good time to throw in you know some yeah of the I've older got, games. Uh, one more old game and then the rest is sort of just generically yeah, yeah. spewed from from whenever to now Send but it. a little fun fact about james pond while i'm actually looking at it mm. <laughs> there's a second one that came out based off robocop called robocod oh for god's sake that is amazing they're also published by ea as well that was probably the last thing i actually appreciated ea doing for me <laughs> <laughs> until they start taking my money and out? FIFA points right. well, oh, the, ds ds that's probably it's not that old not this that, one anyway. Yeah, because I know that what the James, the original James Pond was on the Sega Mega Drive. Yeah, ninety one. Yeah, cartridge. The one uh, released twenty nineteen was the latest one. Really? <laughs> For Switch, yeah. No that way. The, that was the RoboCod one. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's incredible. It's been ported. It's a DS game that got ported. That's that's beautiful. I might have to check that out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I'm going to be doing all weekend. <laughs> but yeah, so I've been kind of built mine on um, something for everyone. Okay. So I haven't gone too similar in any. So like one of them, like this one's first person shooters is, is my next one with the old game in. Okay. But I've gone two completely different walks. So mm-hmm. I haven't I haven't gone like Call of Duty or anything like that. I, I, I like it doesn't suit a Game Pass sort of style, I don't think. No. No. So Halo Combat Evolved was my first one. Mm-hmm. Uh, I probably thought about it and I really wanted to put Goldeneye in. But Bro. Goldeneye, it's only sort of, it, don't get me wrong, one of the best shooting games ever made, for sure. Mm-hmm. But if if anyone that's actually played it on the N sixty four, Jesus, it's it's really difficult to play now. It hasn't stood the test of time well at all. Right. Um, and you kind of have to emulate the game on PC and then download the PC uh, keyboard and, and mouse mod on it yeah, to make it actually playable. It's got a pretty big uh, speedrunner community still, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. But you can only really play it like when you have mods enabled on it to make it actually playable now. And I didn't want to, that just didn't suit a game pass. So I've kind of picked the, the next sort of best thing with, with Halo Combat Evolve being the first Halo game. So you're not actually missing any story if you actually care. But the point of the FPS sort of category was these are games you can just pick up and just mess around in. Yeah. This, this game, Halo, you don't, you don't have to worry about the story of Halo too much. You can, but in case you want to, I have picked the sort of the first one. And it's, it's this game sort of the father of first-person shooters. And it kind of gives players a chance to play the FPS game that, that kind of gave light to, to these FPS games we have today. And games like, obviously, GoldenEye was sort of one of the first. But ones we have today, like Warzone and, and things like that, are, are heavily influenced even today on, on Halo Combat Evolved still in, in their style. And and Doom 2016's Doom was was the next one because it's it's a complete different walk of light to to Halo, mm. and it's something you can again just pick up and play, but it's also fantastic. Completely different sort of sides of the spectrum, but they're both fantastic shooters that you can just pick up and play, and I think would suit a Game Pass really well. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I did admittedly throw a Call of Duty in there, um, purely. Because I think the pro- the problem is, is with the call it like obviously, Call of Duty's die very quickly. 
you know they they yeah, yeah. depending on how good the game actually is they either last a very very long time or as soon as a new one comes out it's dead you know so for me i chucked black ops one up there um not only you mean you take off the multiplayer for you could even take off the multiplayer um obviously i think the campaign in that game is fantastic and you know you've got zombies and i mean arguably you could chuck world of war in there you know that'd be the first game with zombies yeah in it. I, yeah i would have put if i was going to i'll probably but put world of war in i think for me i didn't really play world of war so i would be sort of putting it in there not sort of just just for the sake of oh well everyone said it was good you know yeah yeah for me it would definitely would have put the original black ops or even as you know because there's no point in putting call of duty 4 on there because you got modern warfare remastered but if they were to ever put call of duties into a battle part into a a um game pass game pass thank you they would need to just port the like would just port the actual game not do what they did with call of duty remastered and chuck microtransactions in it but just because as far as i'm aware the servers are still up for black ops one and stuff like that yeah yeah there's barely anyone on them but yeah no it's full of hackers but you can still you know play. just port the game do you know what i mean just put it in there you know even if it was similar to how they've done you know like when you go on to call of duty modern warfare like the, the newest one or whatever. Yeah. You've got all the different options. You can go Warzone, you can go on that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would add Call of Duty collection. Right. So you've it's got not, yeah, that's that's a good idea. You've got a selection of, you know, you select when you go onto the game, it's all on one, you know, it's all on one game. You've got a menu. You pick, you know, do you want to go Black Ops? Do you want to go Modern Warfare 2, etc. etc. And add maybe just a couple on there. And do it like that, not releasing them standalone because that's just not going to work. But I think it's undeniable that the old Call of Duties are a lot, you know, other than the Modern Warfare. Before that, all like, the old Call of Duties are the most popular. You couldn't find me yeah. one person that turned around and said, Infinite Warfare is my favorite Call of Duty. <laughs> Do you know what there'll I mean? Be, there'll, there'll be oh, someone. there's going to be someone. <laughs> yeah. Some sick and like. <laughs> But yeah, so, there will there will be someone out there. You know, I think if they were to ever add, I would add Call of Duty, but I would add it like that, not by itself. I would add it as a collection, as a whole. So, you know, you then have the opportunity to play the old Call of Duty games and bring life into them again because obviously most Call of Duties are pretty much the same, right? You just shoot people, you get kill streaks. It's it's the same concept. Yeah, you know, just different guns and based in different types. So, I think people would enjoy. I mean, me and you both can vouch that we enjoyed the old Call of Duties when we used to play. Yeah, it. you know, and I think again, you know, it lets people play the old Call of Duties because how many times have me and you got? Oh, do you know what? I really wish I could play Modern Warfare Two. Imagine like, oh yeah, noob tubing across the map or something. You know, if that was in a Game Pass, you could. You just go and send it for a bit. And when you get bored, you haven't just spent X amount of money on a game that, you know. So I think yeah, the that's why it might fit. Sort of, I left Call of Duty's out is because they're multiplayer dependent. Mm. And for a game pass, it doesn't really work. Yeah. That's why I didn't I didn't put anything in that was multiplayer dependent. Just that's in fair. case. 
Nice, but the the collect is a good idea. I, I do like the idea of the, the sort of big collection of them um, mm. of some of the the best Call of Duty games in one little package. Yeah, but next one I'm going to go with RPG games. I have two two big RPG games for people to want like a longer, more devoted experience. And I've gone again two completely one eighty from each other games here. First one being Skyrim. It's I think. Yeah. Again, many would think probably the best RPG game ever made. I think it wouldn't be far off to, to no. say. That'd be a fair assumption considering they've made about sixty remakes. So yeah, yeah. Obviously, around. I'd put the, the the best edition one in there. Yeah. You'd put the newest updated one. But it's it's best RPG game ever made. I think personally, with massive obviously open world, endless amount of sort of quests and characters and things to do and. It's one of them where you kind of sit there thinking, oh, this came out in 2011. Is anything actually going to top this? Because yeah. Elder Scrolls 6 might be the next one that, that eventually does. But yeah, it's, it's almost... It's, I don't know what month it came out in, so it's, it's either about to be 10 years old or, or is. Mm. And it's still going strong as... as Arguably the best RPG game going. It's the test of time, at least, isn't it? You don't, you, you know. Oh, absolutely, yeah. I can't, I don't can't ever comment on Skyrim because I've never played it, but I've never met one person that's turned around and said, Oh, Skyrim's a bad game. Yeah. Even no. now. And you think, and we all know it's not the best game, no, it's no. not. But is it one that, that, like, The Witcher 3 is, is more technologically, yeah, technologically better. Yes. But what would I rather play? Skyrim all day. I'm going to like it's more fun for me, and not, not everyone will share that opinion, but I think a lot do. And uh, there's a couple of RPGs I wanted to put in here, but just didn't um, mm-hmm. purely because they're very similar to Skyrim. So The Witcher Three I would have done, but didn't because it's again medieval RPG. They are two separate, like completely different games, but similar sort of genres. I wanted to branch away and bloodborne again i didn't want another sort of swords medievally sword and just like combat like hand-to-hand combat sort of style rpg so i went with mass effect 2 completely 180 from skyrim yeah if you'd rather go in space and shoot aliens it's probably for me the best uh, mass effect game ever made really great story again like like with skyrim with great characters, lots of choice. And I think, yeah, mainly just because it, it was so different to Skyrim. I didn't want to pick two similar games. If you, if, if medieval sort of swords and that isn't your thing, then you want to just shoot stuff. There's FPS games and there's and there's this, if that's what you'd rather do. Yeah. I think they're just two, arguably two of the best representations of, of their respective sort of what they're doing. Like I, I, I like Fallout games was an option, but I didn't want two Bethesda games for RPG. No, I want different developers. Um, so something yeah. a bit, you know, because obviously Fallout follows the same sort of. It, yeah, you can tell it's, it's it's very similar to like the Elder Scrolls in mechanics. Yeah, they're, they're very similar. So yeah, that's that's why I went with two separate. But what's your what's your next? selection Ooh, okay so i've gone I, I forgot about this i missed out uh an old nostalgic game okay. and i've and this is like probably one of the only ones that i've got specific uh actually no i'm sorry i lie i've got two specific games but this one i've got age of empires 2 um purely 
You've just actually made me remember. There's actually a massive thing happened the other day, but I'll get to that after we finish. Oh. <laughs> I'm Age of Empires 2 for me was like the best Age of Empires game. Number one, stinky as far as I'm concerned. Number two was where it sort of, you know, obviously you got Command and Conquer and whatnot, but for me, Age of Empires will always trump that. I think they were like the original, you know, for me, it was the original strategy games, you know, it's medieval. It was a lot of fun. And People, you know, because people see. I, I mean, I can't really. Unless you can, you can help me out here. Name any medieval games or like strategy, strategy games like that nowadays. I don't. I'm Civ. Okay, Civ. Yeah, fair enough. But like, obviously, for some reason, I don't know. I don't really have much reasoning for Age of Empires Two. It's just kind of one of those games that I really want to play again, and I. It's wish. funny you say that, but I'll, I'll get I'll get to this uh, later. But yes, nah, it's send funny it. you mentioned while we're that. talking about Age of Empires. So Age of Empires One is getting remastered, and oh. Age of Empires Four got announced all oh in the my. same day. There was a big event on Age of Empires, and they announced a bunch of stuff. Oh my good! God. I'll link it in the description. As I, I won't, I need to sort of quickly look at it again. I'm not going to waste time doing that here. But I, I, if I remember, I will mention it because we we might even be recording in a couple of days from here on Monday. Yes, to, Monday to get the schedule. So I, if I can remember, I, I will actually bring it up because it's there's a lot yeah. of stuff. But I won't I won't go into detail right now on it. But yeah, like no. if, if you remind me, I will I will go on. I will talk about it. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, there's not really much reasoning behind it. I just like Age of Empires. It's as simple as that. They are good games. They are good games. Yeah. I thoroughly enjoyed it. So I can't remember the one I played. I think I played free. I mean, Windows 95 PC. <laughs> yeah, I, I can't, I'm sure it's free, the one I played. Yeah. I can't remember. I just remember <sighs> playing as like Turkey or something. And I was like, <laughs> just running. It was like, there's a French woman that I used to play as. Right. And I used to just send workers out to get all my gold and <laughs> get like <laughs> government upgrades and things. Cutting your you trees down and whatnot. Yeah. Because you could have, you had like cards, didn't you? That you Cut. got every so often. Uh, yes. Like policy cards and things that like you got every so often. And, and yeah. I'd, that must have been free because I think that was. Yeah, that is free. Yeah, I'm sure it is. Yeah. But yeah, they, they were good games. Yeah. Yeah. Good fun. Not if it was me, I'd probably put Civ instead of Age of Empires, but Civ either. Yeah, right. Civ yeah. But yeah, next I I wanted to put indie games, a couple of indie games in for mm-hmm. obviously just for the smaller, quickly pick up and play. Yeah. And I I just kind of went with what I personally think are two of the best indie games ever made. So one of them's Cuphead, uh, Studio MDHR, I believe. It's it's basically like a. Oh, I don't really know how to. It's like a. Not it's not what's the side view? It's kind of like the KU you, you can oh, see the camera's side on. Yeah, I don't what it's called. And basically it's it's like a ninth 1930s sort of cartoon inspired aesthetic, kind of looks like old Mickey Mouse sort of aesthetic where it's all drawn and hand drawn. Yeah, and uh you, you take um control of either Cuphead or Mugman, 
in sort of a battle to repay their debt after they, they did it. Mugman. <laughs> Mugman <laughs> did a deal with the devil that goes wrong. That just sounds the like game... an sorry to keep interrupting you. That just sounds like an insult. Mugman. Yeah, just... Mugman. <laughs> he literally is like, I mean, it's not wrong. He quite literally is just a mug. <laughs> but it's like, what's really good about this game and why I had to include it over? There were so many good indie games that I wanted to put, but this one had to make it for me because it um, is completely hand-drawn. Every single animation, everything is done by hand. That's bad. And it is absolutely beautiful. It is a beautiful looking game. And it's something I, I just really need people to appreciate that because of the amount of pure work that went into it. That's and it's uh, a lot of it, it's it's tough. It's a very tough game, which might put people off as well. I didn't put any Souls games in here. Yeah. Because they're niche and I didn't want uh, you don't want to get have people getting your theoretical game pass and then just getting fuming <laughs> like <laughs> try, trying to play a game. But yeah, it's a very difficult game, but I, I think I had to put it in just for the, the amount of work and things like that. Yeah. It, it, it's such a beautiful little little game. And the second one I put in was I believe, let me just get my notes up because it was one of two. And it is Undertale. Yeah, so this Undertale was absolutely sort of out of control popular when it first came out. Yeah, it would have been mad, didn't it? And it's it's sort of easy to forget that the, the hype for Undertale was absolutely warranted, though. Like, it wasn't like it was just really overhyped. This game genuinely is absolutely incredible. Uh-huh. And it, it's, it's really quirky. Like, it's, it's like a comedic sort of thing. The writing is very sort of comedic and it's, it's a very little charming game. And it sort of kind of called out in the way that players could come emotionally attached to characters and, and sort of the ways the player could impact the, the game in world around them for better or worse. It, it's a very thought-provoking game within a game sort of that you wouldn't think would be. It's a very you, mate, sort of, indie developers are going for it. Yeah, it's a game you start playing and it's just kind of chill. You're, you're walking around doing stuff and, and you kind of get more into it and it gets really deep Yeah, and things like that. And it's it's absolutely wonderful soundtrack, completely innovative battle system that I've never seen done since or before, where basically you go into a battle with something and it's like sort of Pokemon, you know, when you run into a Pokemon and then you, you, you're like one-on-one with each other. It's like that. Okay. Except it's a little box and they will attack and you've got a little character in this box that you move about and you can use that to sort of dodge the attacks and stuff. It's completely in it. I'm describing it really bad. If you <laughs> if you know what, what, what it's like, you you understand. But it's um really innovative game that I haven't seen done since. And I think I has to be there. If in my opinion, it's this this probably technically it's not right, but in my opinion, I think this is the best indie game ever made. All right, that. No, well, there I, are I, I, I think a lot of people agree with you on that one. Yeah, yeah, I think it's it's technically there are better games like Celeste and everything that I could have put, but I I just wanted to put this one in more for me. Yeah, but yeah, that's that's sort of my I wanted two indie games, so they're the ones I went with. I don't know if you you did any. Uh no, I didn't actually. I don't. I think is it indie games as a whole? I think would be great for 
a game yeah, pass. Again, collection. You could do a, a collection-y sort of thing. Of yeah, yeah. A bunch just, of indie games. You know, because indie games, I think, are going to be the future, you know, in terms of people oh, are more yeah. interested in playing indie games. Like more and it's becoming more and more common now that indie games are getting game of the year recognition nowadays. Yeah, like you're yeah. you're seeing it more and more that in the actual game of the year award itself, there's usually two indie games on the list, like nominated now every year. Yeah, which I'm not, because, you know, I'm not, I'm not surprised by that anymore because no, people are fed up of these AAA games, and you know. Uh, yeah, and you've got games like I mean, recently like Hollow Knight coming out and things yeah. like that that are just absolutely just beautiful. Yeah. And it's yeah, like if we had to make a little collection, just as a side note, of indie games, there's so many. Oh, it'd be difficult to pick. Oh god, yeah. There's it'd so really many, but you pick. could do more. Since the games are smaller, you could put more in. But yeah. that, that could even be one for another episode, to be honest. Like making our own indie game collection because that's there's, there's the whole topic in itself. Yeah, oh yeah, you could go off for hours about that. Yeah, but that, that's something we'll leave for now. Yeah. Um, okay, well, I've only got a couple more and then I've got yeah, so uh, I. a thing that I, I, I think is a really good idea, but I'm going to leave it till last because All right. it's an interesting concept that I thought about. Um, I'm going... For another game, I'm going for Burnout 3. Um, The first two Burnout games I only played briefly, so I'm not really that confident in saying that they're good or that they're bad. But for me, and I think a lot of people that enjoyed the Burnout series, Burnout 3 was the one. The game itself was incredible. The soundtracks were incredible. Obviously, there's the issue with licensing for the soundtracks and things like that. So I don't know where that lies. Because obviously... For example, when they remade San Andreas for like the the Xbox 360, I believe yeah. it was, yeah. they lost a lot of licenses for the songs. So that would be something that they'd have to look into. Uh, but in terms of if you just want a, a racing game where you can crash and uh, you know destroy things, then. It's, it, you, you don't need to know what the other games are like. You just pick it up, pick the controller up, jump in a car, do a race, take people out. It's an all-round great time. So Burnout 3 got to be on there for me. 100%. Yeah, yeah even in like a theoretical world as well, like we're doing, you wouldn't have to worry about obviously like licenses yeah, and yeah, things. You just, you just do it. Send it. So yeah, Burnout, yeah, I, I actually just something I overlooked completely. I didn't put any racing games at all, which someone probably should have done, but I, I actually just didn't. Yeah, I mean, I tell, I, as far as long as I've, you know, you, you've never been. I mean, you do like racing games, but you've never been like. I've never been massive. The biggest them, advocate for them, so I'm not surprised. I just find I find them boring after a while. It is repetitive. It's never been, yeah, it's never been something I've just sat there and played like for hundreds of hours. Couldn't do it. See then, so I've you know I've played every Need for Speed game there is. So yeah, yeah, you, you like you <laughs> I like, like racing, racing games. games more than me. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. But that's just that's just obviously if we were combining these two together, then you, we would have obviously these these games there. Yeah, of course, yeah. But yeah, I uh, like that. yeah. Go on, let's let's hear your last couple. So my of my last one. two. I've gone for two big story driven games. If you want to get immersed. And there are so many games here that, that I had to leave out. 
Mm-hmm. There was, was the Last of Us got left out, uh, and I will I'll explain that. Yeah, uh, God of War got left out. That one hurt a little bit. But <laughs> Your I, baby. I just I couldn't do it because it's it's technically the fourth game in yeah. in a sort of a there's a load of God of War games, but a load of them are sort of handheld PSP or game like ones that aren't really like massively important. Mm-hmm. Main in the main series is just the fourth one, and I didn't. It is a game that. Although it is, yes, one of the best games ever made, you have to definitely you have to kind of have played the other God of War games to understand Kratos as a character and yeah, like the, the progression story of Kratos. Yeah. yeah, you need to know how he's changed from from being like a killer to a father and things. You wouldn't understand why that's a big deal in the game if you haven't played the others. Yeah, and then they do their best to kind of describe it as you play, and it's not. It's obviously very. It's it's not the main focus. That's why I didn't put it in. So I went with and um, why why Last of Us got left out is because I, I wanted Bioshock in here, mm-hmm. and uh, the Last of Us is very similar sort of creepy, dingy shooter game, heavily story based. I didn't want two similar similar sort of games. Games, yeah. yeah. So I, I had to leave one out, and for me, Bioshock had to be there. Mm-hmm. So it, it, it's one of the one of the best first person shooters ever made for me. I think it's released in 2007. I think this this game single handedly pretty much sort of reorientated um, sort of how games were perceived. Of, of obviously for a long time, first person shooters were just kind of perceived as you just run around shooting. Call of Duty, Halo. like Mario. Yeah, you had like Mario. It was just platforming things like that. Um, this game completely changed that. By bringing a first-person shooter that had an abundance of story, mm-hmm. really convoluted story, absolutely beautiful world, music is absolutely just perfectly suited to the to the atmosphere they tried to create, and it. I, I don't want to even spoil too much because I think it's that good. If you haven't played this, you really need to. It's a creepy game. Yeah. And like yes, Bioshock, the ending. I won't. I won't get into it. But the ending did feel very predictable. But it's. I think the game's sort of contribution to story games that, that I think is why it's so important. Mm-hmm. And host of characters as well. One of the best villains I think in in gaming history with Andrew Ryan. I think. I think this is a game you just had to be there for me. There's um, like there's a few of them, isn't there? Yeah. Yeah. There's three. Yeah. Um. Bioshock 4 is apparently in works as well, but we don't know a lot. But yeah, I, I think you, this this has to be there. And for that reason, I had to pick something else that isn't similar. I didn't want to pick another shooter for a thing, which is why The Last of Us didn't make it. But I also wanted to pick something that was sort of the first game in its respective story or series, just so you didn't get absolutely just slaughtered. Bombarded with first-person uh, shooters. Yeah, the only the only sort of exception to that is Mass Effect Two, but that's because personally, I, I think Mass Effect One is just not very good, right? And I I, I couldn't put a game I personally don't like in. <laughs> yeah. so I, 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 I had oh, to. Oh, by the way, here's a here's a game I don't like yeah. it. Like, that's but you like a part of it. To that rule, but that's something that I just had to do for personal reasons. But the second game I've gone is Horizon Zero Dawn. It's a mm. game that's that's. Very different to it's not a shooter game to start with. It's it's 
third person instead of first person. It's much more of an adventure game. It's free, is it not, on PS5? It is. It is uh, currently... I don't know if it's free. It's on PS Now currently, if anyone's got... There's a free trial going for PS Now, which Horizon is on that. So if you you haven't played that game and you have PS Now, now's your chance to to play an absolutely wonderful game. Africa. Uh, speaking of that, actually, Aloy, the main character, Horizon, is is in now is in Fortnite. Oh, sort of baby! Character, yeah. Fortnite. Oh, I'd had Fortnite, man. <laughs> yeah, just <laughs> just pure Fortnite. <laughs> but yeah, Horizon Zero Dawn, one of the most beautiful looking games ever made. Yeah, is a really strong female protagonist as well, which is another reason why I put it in. It's uh, a character that obviously female protagonists over the since we've been doing this anyway has been a, a hot topic for in news a few times. Yeah, with uh, you know the social warriors getting offended. So. Yeah, so I wanted to put one in that had a, a strong female protagonist to represent, and I think the game is just wonderful. It's a game where I finished the game and I really I wanted to start it all over again. Like it was just one of them. I read that. It's a game that you can keep you occupied for hours and hours, like it did with me and many others. So yeah, that, that's that's pretty much it. It's basically quick summary. It, it's you play as Aloy, who loses her father and has to find out why why she's been put into this world, where she has and things. And it's basically a sci-fi dinosaur adventure game. Is 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 a good way to describe it. So that's a, yeah. yeah. I think that sums it up. Yeah, so they're all of mine anyway. I'll let you. My, I mean, I've only got one more, and then I'll uh, I'll uh, come up with my big boy idea. Um, so my last one, I, it, I've got a track of Grand Theft Auto in there, um, and no, I'm not going to say San Andreas because I think I don't think it fits. Like it's not. I don't think it's a good representation of GTAs now, you know, because that was like the end of that kind of era of GTAs, if that makes sense. Because you look at what the next one is and how it's designed and everything like that, translated into GTA 5, et cetera, et cetera. So, you know, you've got obviously the the look down, the, the top down ones, you've got one and two, then you've got three Vice City and San Andreas that are sort of the same. In, in regards to how they play and then you've got GTA 4 and 5 you know so there for me I've gone for GTA 4 you know it was actually funny what if I was going to put a GTA game I'd put 4 as well <laughs> and after we slated it a little bit uh, there is reasoning yeah it's I just I think I think <sighs> it's quirky in its own right you know it's kind of one of those games that not people have forgotten about but that I think a lot of people are like, eh, they, they kind of let it go, but they don't realize that the story's actually really good. And the game yeah. itself is actually really good. It's just yeah. very, because I think it was, it's, the, it's, it's different. It's the first big 3d. Yeah. It was different from San Andreas. Well, yeah. You know, you look at the pre, the predecessor to it, you know, the one before it was the very, it was very straightforward when it, you know, your character, yeah, yeah. you sprint, you know, whereas in this one you sprint and there's resistance like a human being, you fall over like a human being. It was the first one that was like 
you know it's got the most realistic physics yes. in the series for sure and yeah yeah, you know, I I genuinely agree. When when you were talking about it, I was thinking I'll, I'd put GTA Four here. Yeah, I I do it's, think it's a, yeah. it's a, it's a, it's slept on. It is slept on, um, and it's a shame because I don't I, I wish it was like backwards compatible somewhere because I'd love to play it. I really would. Yeah, I'd play it again if it was around. But yeah, no. I, I actually I, I do agree here. I think San Andreas, Free Vice City are too old now. I don't think they've stood the test of time enough. Yeah, I think it's I think and, those games yeah. are for the people that played them. Yeah, yeah, and GTA Five for me is too old, multiplayer dependent to put in a pass. Yeah. So yeah, I, I completely agree. I think four is is what you think of it, but it's it's the perfect choice. It's a good I think, balance for, 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 that. for yeah. something like that. Yeah, absolutely. You don't um, need the multiplayer in it either. There wasn't no. a huge amount to do. It was just tacked on. Yeah, so it, it was just sort but of an it's, extra. It's something that's, that is, can be fun if someone wanted to. But yeah, I, I completely agree with that one, to be honest. Yeah. Um, and then, so that's all me for games. And then, so an idea I was thinking about, which I would definitely do, is so okay. it kind of it kind of leads on from, you know, obviously nowadays i mean what if you go and buy a brand new game how much are you looking at spending well 60 70 quid at least yeah. nowadays and, and that's a lot of money to spend on a game yeah that you might not necessarily like correct oh, i think i know where you're going the resale value of that game is not going to be even remotely close to what you're no. going to spend on it so my, yeah. my my thinking was to add a trial yeah, I thought this of a AAA game that's come out, you know, whether it whether it's only you can play to a certain point or it's limited, you know, once you start it, you've got forty eight hours to play it, so you get a taster of the game before you go and buy it. Because a lot of people are complaining nowadays. I've just spent seventy quid on this next gen game, and it's terrible. I, I'm not getting that seventy quid back, and seventy yeah. pound is a lot of money. You think, luckily, myself and you, you know, we probably are in the position to be able to spend that money. Yeah, yeah, we're lucky that but, we, we can. You know, do that's, that. not, that's not saying that we, we're wealthy or anything because that's not true. But for people that, because gaming's huge, isn't it? Gaming, you know, is a big deal. You've got parents that like gaming. You know, if you've got kids, yeah. you're not going to be able to spend 70 quid on a game. You might really want no. the game, but you're not going to be able to spend 70 quid on a game. And if you are going to, you want to make sure that it's a good game and make sure it's actually what you want to play. So yeah, yeah. for me, I would add a trial of maybe, you know, put two on there a month or something, change it up every time for people to yeah. activate. And they've got 48 hours to try the so game that's, out. That's probably because a lot of these games would probably be beatable in that. Yeah, I'm, yeah obviously, you obviously wouldn't want them. You'd have to moderate it, obviously. But yeah, you wouldn't want them beating the game and then just abusing it to just yeah. play free stuff. Yeah, maybe, maybe just like 12 hours. You could probably do something. it in game time. Yeah, like yeah. you got like 12 hours in game time. Or, done. Or, or you can hit a certain point in the game. I don't know, yeah, you know yeah. how, how you do it. But again, this is theoretical world. Have it to so it turns off at a certain point because then you get a taster of the game. And then if you like it, and you really like it, you could almost justify yourself, okay, I'm going to go and spend this amount of money on this yeah. game. Whereas if you go and buy it and then you regret it, you're left with this game you don't want and you might get 40 quid back and you've just lost 30 quid. 
Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And especially since more and more people buy games on the store now, not many people go to go to like Game or go to Argos or go to Amazon. Not really many people buy physical copies. And obviously, a lot of people are going down the route of getting the digital version of the PS5. Not only not because maybe they maybe they want to, maybe they don't, but that's really realistically the ones that are available. Yeah. You can't refund a game. It's a pain in the ass to try and refund a game once you've bought it off the store. It's almost next to impossible because yeah, it's, yeah, it's very hard. <laughs> I've, no, I've never been able to. It's very difficult. So yeah, I mean, with my with my wonderful pass, I would add certain you know get new games for an ex- for a period of time to give people a taste, and that, that I think that could be a good thing to implement just in general i think you might even drive sales up that way you know someone might try the trial and be like oh do you know what i actually really like this game it's actually really good then they go out and buy it you know no i'd do i would um do a little thing each year where i'll do a game of the year thing Mm -hmm. uh, where what i would do is each time game of the year was happening i would put some of the AAA games that were nominated for Game of the Year up on that, there. Yeah. The pass that you could play for like a week. Yeah. It wouldn't be a permanent thing. Like the way I would do it is all of the games we mentioned you'd have permanently. Yeah. yeah like yeah. they would just be on there. And then it, you could, obviously we would rotate games in and out. Yeah. But that's how I do. I do a Game of the Year thing each year with. So if we're talking like Game of the Year 2021 in December. I would put games like The Last of Us 2 and and uh, Ghost of Tsushima and Final Fantasy and things like that up for yeah. a bit while the Game of the Wards week was happening so that people could play these games and yeah, things maybe. like that. Yeah, there's a bunch you could do with it. Like, yeah. It's an interesting concept. And I do think game passes and stuff like that are going to be more prominent. I think they're going to yeah, be like, something that companies are going to look at doing more, I think. Yeah, I mean, look at Game Pass for Xbox. It's yeah, absolutely it's like it's a, it's a really good service. Yeah, you get some fantastic games. It's about the like, only good thing Microsoft bit... has. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, you know, PS Now is stinky. Yeah, no, it's terrible. yeah, like PS Now currently the AAA games of Horizon and the Avengers. <laughs> make that with what you will with the Avengers but mm. it's, it's still like cheap considering PS Now is free now right at the minute for a bit yeah. like free for a week technically it is the Avengers free for a week but yeah but it's it's not at the same level is it let's be honest no as a, as a paid service it's not no I, I, like I would pay for Game Pass I wouldn't pay for PS Now yeah, the only way I'd pay for PS now is if they actually improved it. Yeah, yeah. I, I wouldn't pay for it like currently as it is. No, me either. Um but yeah, I like I like I like the ideas we've had, to be honest. It's actually like fear in a theoretical world, this would actually be something that, that is good. Yeah, I think uh, do you know what? Even even if we combined our two passes together, I think we'd make a banging pass. Well, you got some great games, <laughs> and obviously one one for the future is the indie game collection. Yeah, I do think that's a good idea. Yeah, at some point, definitely something we can chat about because I think Cause indie games as a whole is no, there's so many. Uh, They're all beautiful. I th- I do think you know, I think uh, I completely forgot what I was going to say. <laughs> 
on that note. <laughs> um, yeah, no. Wow, my mind has just it's gone. Just gone. Wow. Is it about indie game related? Yeah, it was about indie games. I was just saying. I think. I, do you know what? No, I can't remember. Completely. On that note. <laughs> <laughs> No, I'm sure. Yeah. I'm sure if it was interesting enough, I would have remembered. You'll remember the second was done. Oh yeah, and well. I'm gonna be like, yo, blah, blah, blah. oh, by the way, <laughs> I don't know. By the way, I've remembered. <sighs> oh, well. Yeah, no, indie, indie that, game's good. That's about it. Yes, pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> no, indie, indie I remember now. Good. Indie games yeah. is definitely a category that we could speak ages about because it's so interesting all these yeah. indie developers and stuff like you could definitely go into so much detail about all the different developers and all the different styles of indie games and- yeah yeah there's a bunch of genres within indie games obviously indie game is kind of its own genre but there yeah. are genres within that and it's so creative it's it's, it's you know it's, it's almost like when you know when you used to go to school and like when you're a kid and you do like hand painting and you could just like slap your hands on you know in different colored paints and just Send create, it on the bit of paper. Just, yeah, <laughs> that's what it. indie games is metaphorically. You know, just given a blank canvas and just go create something, and then it, nine times out of ten, it's something beautiful. I mean, there we go. We got episode seventeen planned already. Yeah, yeah, we're a bit <laughs> ahead of ourselves actually. For plans. a change, yeah, yeah. We've got, we've actually got topics, which is interesting. Um, yeah. But yeah, I, I mean, I think that wraps it up for me. I mean, yeah, no, yeah, I think we're good. Cool. I mean, so uh, as you've probably seen on Twitter, we've been a bit uh, quiet, I think would be a correct term of saying. Um, yeah, yeah. It, it's not, you know, it's not that we don't, we're not interested in social media and things like that. It's more, you know, I think I could speak for both of us of when you're doing something, you have to enjoy doing it. Yeah, yeah. Otherwise, I, it's I, not I, worth it. We're not massive social media no. people, no. So sitting there forcing ourselves to tweet like twice a day, like it's just no. Yeah, it's, do it. you know, it's losing. We are on Twitter. Yeah, you know. yeah, we still do use it, and if there's anything big happening, it will get tweeted, and yeah. we still do the clips and episodes. We'll, we'll get tweeted and things, but yeah, and you know, if you do want to get in contact. Of, yeah, it is a good place to contact us, but in terms of just rig random tweets going out, it just probably won't happen for no, now. No, not for a, not for a little while because I just yeah. think uh, the, uh, the issue I have as well with Twitter, like it's good for um, you know advertising yourself and communicating with different people and networking, but Twitter is a cesspit. Oh, Twitter God, is a horrible awful, place. Yeah. Um, yeah. So we're not we're not dead. We're not. You know, we're just... Yeah, that's probably a good thing to talk about as YouTube as well. I don't think we, yeah, have, we haven't mentioned that. Is that we we that are taking a yeah. little downside with the podcast for YouTube for now. It's just basically reasonings. It it was extra work for sort of less outcome. Was, and this is never something we'll yeah. ever do like because we want this to go anywhere. This is just purely we do it because it's fun. Yeah, absolutely. but the YouTube was not making it fun. No, it, <laughs> it was felt more like a job. It was, it was so put it put to put it in perspective. I mean, anyone that edits videos knows fully well that it's a pain. It can be a pain in the ass. And granted, yeah, like I'm not going to sit there and say that the videos were like huge projects and stuff like that. But I, as a viewer, and 
Ben as a viewer wouldn't really want to sit there and watch a black screen. No. And we're not yeah. in a position right now to be able to do face cams and things like that. It's not that we don't want to. It's in the current... Yeah. yeah. It's not a possible. It, it, equipment it would... wise as well. We need yeah. better equipment to get it pro- like looking proper yeah. and professional. Yeah. It's just it's just safer now that we just don't. Yeah, I don't want to so, release something that's subpar. Not, yeah, we don't want to release stuff we're not happy with and the latest sort of YouTube stuff we just weren't happy with. No, no. And we just decided for now, until we can get ourselves into a position where better content sort yeah. of visually is yeah. Is, yeah, yeah, yeah is doable then it's just better to use youtube just for what we want to do rather than streaming and whatnot yeah exactly and, uh, our other platforms will still be in use as as, and, as normal i mean i guess the positives to take from this all is that we can put more effort and more work into our content and making our socials look a bit uh a bit more upbeat professional yeah just better more colorful and lively that- yeah, I mean, we we are still looking at the rebrand. We're just trying to find someone to do it. Yeah, yeah. That that is the one thing we are looking. Yeah, at. Yeah, it's still happening. Like we have been, you've been creating the the little videos for the clips yeah. and things that are different, yeah. and they look really nice. Um, so we are we are in the process of doing it. It's a long process. It's not something that'll take like two weeks. Yeah, it'll yeah. be a long long process. But when it's done, and we're <laughs> in that position, we will think about YouTube again. But for now. Just for our sakes and our like mental sakes, it's just better to just focus on the content first rather than trying to make sure. Absolutely agree. We have a black screen to go up for YouTube. It's like yeah, yeah. It's, it's a bit you know it's a bit redundant. And I think if if people were saying to us, you know, oh, you know, no, we really like this, then it's different. Yeah. But no one seemed to mind that we haven't uploaded. So. Yeah, it's not like we're in that position where the fan base obviously is big enough where it make a drastic difference. It's obviously yeah. we we are very grateful for those of you that are there. Yeah, but yeah. There's everyone's been supportive of the decisions we've made. So, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that, that's, so that's the main thing. You know that that's just a little you know uh, an end piece. I think. Um, Obviously, again, you know where you can find us. Our website, as always, hstp.co.uk. Um, Twitter and Instagram uh, hit start to play. Nothing is that in that respect has changed. We're still here, just not on YouTube anymore. But um, yeah, I think in terms of you know everything I've got to say, I think that is it. I do believe, unless you yeah, I, I believe so. Have any itching things you require to say? I don't think so. Just a quick shout out to. Awfully Irish podcast. They've been really supportive over the past couple of weeks. Aye. Really good guys. Go and check them out. They've been very supportive of us in, in this the decisions we've made recently uh, and things like that. So yeah, go go check them out and, and quick yeah, shout. Gerard out always just, sends me little cute messages on Discord. Yeah. <laughs> just just for being good guys more than anything. And yeah, they got some good quality content. Good yeah, quality just content producing good content. If you like yeah. interviews and stuff, that's the place yeah, to be. Yeah, they've got some really good interviews. Go go check them out for sure. Absolutely. Um, okay, cool. So I think that is everything from both of us. Um, funny enough, we are recording in 
three days from now, I think it is. So, <laughs> you know, I think this one has gone on a lot longer than normal. I've just realized what the time is. But, you know, yes, I think it's coming up to two hours. I think, you know, when you flow, you flow. Do you know what I mean? It doesn't. Yeah, it's been like, obviously with, with the YouTube on, on hold for now, we've had more time to kind of create this this like research for this episode and things. So. Yeah, and focus on this. It's, it's yeah. been a lot more fun. I think yes, yeah, because there's just been more more to talk about. Yeah, because we've had more time. Yeah, yeah. See, his yeah. life is going back to normal outside of this for yes. most people now. So we're... we're getting busier. Yeah, exactly. So the the more time we have to create content, the better, basically. And YouTube was just getting in the way of that. Yeah, it was taking so, a good like two days to sort it, and it's just not. Worth yeah, it. yeah, it, it was two days that I could have been planning that that we had to wait for it to render, and then we had to do clips, so that took a day. It was so, a pain yeah. in the backside, but there you so, go. Yeah, that is that. Well, lovely stuff, boys. We will see you next week with a brand new episode. Adios, amigos. Adios.